I'm Carly Shields, and I play Lola, the Harpy Wizard. I'm Bajaya, and I play Mirka, the Yeti Fighter. I'm John, and I play Mort McCoy, the Skeletal Ranger. Hola! Me llamo es Patricio. Juego Ezra, the Golem. Hey, I'm Adam Bash. I'm the Storyteller, and welcome to Brute Force. My friends, it is I, Jasper. I come to you today in in single moniker only to denote a, 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 some sort of friendship, a camaraderie between us, between a storyteller and his audience. I feel like some of that interaction has been lost as of late. Perhaps some of you were a little bit offended when in uh, just passingly mentioned last time I had spoken of our conversations in the streets and and how uncomfortable I felt during those interactions. And I feel like uh, we've kind of swung the pendulum far too far in the opposite direction as of late. I have found myself being isolated somewhat from the community. People feel unwelcome or perhaps unwilling to, to step forward and have conversation. And it, it's a, it is very much a loss I have felt, and, and I suffer greatly for it. So please, you know, we are... If certainly not friends, at the very least, we are casual acquaintances, and as such, there is, a, you know, there's a certain amount of social expectations on all of us, and, you know, to to treat one individual in a community in this way, it's, I mean, it's frankly a little rude, and I, I don't want to come down on you for it, because I understand you're sensitive people, uh, most assault of the earth type are, you're very set in your ways, and and that's fine, but, you know, perhaps we can go back to having casual conversations. And, uh, and ideally, I would, I would love to be able to walk the streets without vegetables being thrown in my general direction. And I haven't seen who's been doing it yet, but I will, I will find out. Believe you me. And I've spoken to the constable here. And quite, quite, I'm going to put it all out there on the line right now. I am, I am not opposed to pressing charges. If, it, if one of those pieces of fruits or vegetables, the suitably rotten kinds that are being thrown in my direction, do actually hit me, or, you know, close enough to me to splatter upon my vestments, well, I'm sorry, but I, I, don't, I don't feel like I'm the bad guy in that situation if I do have the constable get involved. Well, on the topic of involving constables, last time... Uh, Mirka had uh, performed a DDT takedown on a guard. It's not an advisable thing to do, uh, lest you want to be put in prison, which for some strange reason apparently she did. You know, I come from an older type of a mentality where if you have friends that are in prison, you either, you know, go and you speak to someone and you try to plead the case for them, um, or you perhaps pay their bond or something of that nature. Or, you know, worst-case scenario, if it's some backwards place with you know, very little regard for actual law and order, you could, you know, perhaps break them out of prison from the outside. But, I mean, Mirka and uh, Ezra had their own thoughts in mind, and so they got themselves arrested and thrown into prison as well, figuring, well, hey, it's always easier to break four people out of prison than two, right? 
But unfortunately for Lola and Mort, they did not know that their rescue was so close at hand. They were trapped in a sub-dungeon, a part of the prison in Dinderest at the time that was known to house uh, wizards, uh, people with magical abilities, and uh, particularly those that uh, dabbled in the dark arts. Now, as we all know, poor Lola was not actually a necromancer, but they were not listening to that. I mean, the evidence was right there in front of them. If our intrepid heroes expected to find a sympathetic ear in Dinderast, they would not have one in the captain of the guard that was quickly approaching their cell. I'm, I'm going to wait to see if this person comes to the bars and then I have a plan. Uh, yeah, you hear footsteps, uh, a single person's heavy iron footsteps heading up the hallway. And uh, I'm going to hop up with my arms still behind my back and and try to, like, wave myself around to get their attention. Uh, he is apparently not needing any uh, impetus to, to garner his attention. He is heading straight towards your, oh, great. your cell. What does he look like? Uh, a, a somewhat swarthy-looking gentleman with a, a fancy goatee and... Uh, He's evil. Uh, what's that? He's got a goatee. He's evil. Yeah, He's just due to the goatee. He's evil. somebody's evil twin, for sure. <laughs> he is somebody's evil twin. Uh, yeah, he is... Uh, uh, he is wearing a, a, a kind of a kind of a full body tunic in like a dark orange, uh, kind of wrapped with belts around uh, and, and and like holsters, kind of all absent mindedly slung along the thing. I mean, from a fashion design standpoint, not great. Uh, and he walks to the cage. Uh, I'm, I'm are... still trying to get his attention, and I'm like shaking my head towards Mort and looking panicked. So I can make it. I'm going to make a perform check. Oh. Absolutely. Yeah, so I have a pretty good performance. So I'm going to roll um, a manipulation mm-hmm. and performance. Awesome. So. Nice. Oh, got a 10. Ah, so three. Damn, I get What are you trying to get across with this performance? That something is wrong with my cellmate. Um, mm. and that I need help. Well, you get this across, uh, but he does not appear to be in the least bit concerned. He kind of gives the, he gives kind of a, a half moon wave across the bars and the shimmering field kind of dissipates. Okay. Uh, can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you quite fine. My, my, my friend. And she kind of shakes her head towards Mort. What did you do to him? Uh, well, it's it's quite possible that his summoned form doesn't do well in our anti-magic field. I don't know. I mean, you would be... You have to get him out of here! You would be far more uh, informed on this matter than we would, obviously. I, it's it, it, Listen, you've got lots of powerful mages here, right? You need to tell you need to tell them you need to get him out of here. This cell is not doing him any 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 good. Well, we do have powerful mages, but few of them practice the arts of necromancy like you do. And she kind of she she gives them <laughs> a shock like at first, and then just a disgusted, snobbish look after, and turns her giant beaky nose up at him and says. Necromancy? I never! 
often we have to do a trial, but you have entered into our lands with a summoned undead at your beck and call. It makes it so much easier. I can guarantee you, sir, that that wasn't me. Yes, I'm sure that you had a summoned undead in your party just strictly out of happenstance. It happens. I I do not like your tone, sir. Listen, you may find it uh, uncomfortable to realize, but we actually have, uh, uh, shall we say, certain uses for necromancers here. And should you prove useful... Uh, you may not be killed today. Uh, do you just kill everyone that you send down here? Well, I mean, if you are in this level of the facility, then you obviously have powers that cannot be trusted. Uh, she kind of narrows her eyes at him. What? What kind of usefulness do you mean? Well, it's a complicated story, but let's suffice it to say that um, occasionally we are oppressed with a criminal that deserves worse than we can dish out. Uh, Oftentimes, their crimes require more than a death penalty. Torture is, of course, an option. But every man has its limits. So in these certain situations, when we find ourselves um, with a necromancer in our keep, we have in ourselves a, uh, a, a special advantage wherein we can exact appropriate justice on a criminal to the point in which they perish. And they can be returned to life, to suffer again, and then they can return again to suffer further. That seems very, very harsh. Well, I mean, it's a sliding scale, isn't it? All right. Okay, listen, I I will play along with this, whatever this game is, but you've got to get my friend out of here. Like, your I, friend? I, I, yes, your I, Your skeleton? He's got a personality. So you've bound a soul to this undead? Well, yes, of course I have. <laughs> Roll a bluff check. Shit. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, nine, six. Ooh, okay. That's so one. Yeah, he does not buy your bullshit. <laughs> Tell me how you came to be here. We were we were in a temple and we needed to make a hasty exit. You you know these things happen in in dungeons and temples where you you need to get out quickly because there's something in there that's maybe a little above your pay grade. And um uh we we saw a mirror and we stood in front of it and then we were here. Where was this temple? Uh, so uh, I explained the desert temple that we were in. By the soul, uh, like the sea of yeah. souls, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. 
And who was with you? Um, it was uh, the four, the five of us. Um, my my compatriot here on the ground. She motions to the pile of bones. Um, he's got a a, a canine companion. Um, just then, she remembers her lizard, and she kind of puts that on the back burner for a second. And <laughs> um, um, uh, we had a, a giant. She kind of looks around, just making sure America's not around. A giant seal and <laughs> uh, I, I, a man that looks like a statue. Uh, he looks a little bit caught aback. Just the slightest bit, his eyebrows raise. About what in particular? Uh, when you start describing Ezra oh, okay. as people. Basically, I see. Okay, um, that catches him off guard, but he tries to recover quickly, and he says, "Well, yes, um, the dog. We uh, could bring you the dog." Oh, uh, yes. Uh, if if anything, it would might give my compatriot here the will to get up if he can. Uh, we would need you to do something for us first. She kind of narrows her beady little eyes and what? Uh, Within the lab at the center, there is a being that needs uh, reviving. Reviving? Yes, he has been killed. We need to bring him back so we may kill him again. Well, you know, I always do my best. Uh, yes, of course. Let let me in there. Bluff again. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> ah. Oh, ho, ho. I got two tens and an eight, so three. All right. He believes you. But barely. Ooh. Hmm. Well, perhaps we will bring Jeffrey in for this one, but you, uh, sit tight. She's tilting her head back and forth. We've grown tired of Jeffrey. Uh, who is Jeffrey? And he walks away hastily, like he is as, and he waves his hand behind him, and the the shimmer goes up around the bars, and you could tell he is walking very quickly to the door because something you have told him uh, concerns him greatly. Oh, oh, okay, shit. Um, all right. So I, I kind of look to see when he's out of out of distance, and I kind of nudge Mort with my foot. Yeah, Mort sits up. Uh, well, that, that's the most barbaric thing I've ever heard. Killing a man and bringing him back, that's thats awful. I mean, I'm not a necromancer. Oh boy, uh, how do I bluff this one? Um, I, I oh, don't oh, know that oh. you can. Maybe you could use your mage hand and puppet the man. I, I was thinking about that. I also can maybe press to digitate him. Maybe use a... a a combination of both. 
you could you could perhaps make it appear like his his soul has left his body, so you can no longer raise him from the dead. Oh boy, uh, I may have I may have got myself in trouble here. We've been in worse scrapes. Oh crap, Hank! And she's looking around for him desperately. Uh, yeah, Hank is still there. Oh, okay. So she reaches back into her, <laughs> her plumage and, and kind of ruffles around and pulls this lizard out and says, Oh, good. How, how you doing, buddy? All right. All right. Good. And she, 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 she's, she also goes and, and kind of holds him close to the barrier. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of like scrambles back your hand a little bit. <laughs> she puts him on her shoulder. <laughs> well, so much for that idea. So, so how how are you doing, Lola? I, I I'm sorry for the loss of your master. Um, uh, uh what was his name? Uh, Alarion. Uh, she she kind of slumps and down and sits down. Agarian. Uh, Agarian, that's it. Agarian was was a fine man. She kind of makes these uh, cooing noises like a bird, and just oh, master. It may occur to you now why he did not want to come here. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot he said that he didn't want to come. And that he might have been a wanted man here. And the death he would suffer here would be much slower yeah. than the. A natural death. And she kind of, she says, the whole team. Oh. I, those, those fellows that, that were at the temple were awfully powerful. Uh, I, I don't know how they managed to kill two paragons, let alone one. Um, and, and Agarian was an extremely talented wizard. I, uh, this is, uh, uh, how are you doing? Uh, I, I've been better, to be, to be honest. Uh, Clash Tag was a, a bit of an idol of mine. Uh, I just wish that before he died, he'd, he'd noticed me. She, she kind of deadpans. Uh, yeah, we hadn't noticed. <laughs> It was about this time when Mort and Lola were commiserating on their joint losses that Ezra and Mirka were being brought into the dungeon themselves. They weren't exactly ones for making plans, so they just kind of figured they'd play it by ear once they got in there. Now, lucky for them, Frankie got thrown into prison right along with him. And in that robot, they had a little bit more than they had bargained for. All right, so you guys are uh, are are, are uh, under arrest. You're dragged bodily through the streets towards the palace, taken down to the dungeons, thrown into a cell, uh, and so now it's you and uh, and Frankie, who really didn't fight too much against this, uh, and and uh, and some weird hobo, and that's that's the party hanging out in this uh, cell at this point. You know. Mirko, when Lola gets low to Frankie, she is going to lose it. <laughs> she is. I think Morton will get a kick out of it, though. <laughs> Morton's going to think it's great, that crazy bag of bones. I don't know how Rufus is going to feel about Frankie. 
might get, no. might get freaked out. So what's the next step of our plan, boss? Uh, let's see if uh, we could... I think we should probably wait till... Like, is it daytime right now? Oh, yeah. It was, it was mid-afternoon when you guys got thrown in. Okay. Um, you think we should just wait until, like, around nighttime? Yeah, 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 yeah probably. are sleeping. Mirka, or not Mirka, Ezra sees the hobo, but doesn't realize it's the hobo because he's kind of sitting around. So he's like, I'm going to go uh, take a nap on this pile of trash then. So he walks over and starts to lay down on the hobo slash pile of trash. Oh, excuse me, good sir. You've, you've laid upon my, my rear end here. <laughs> the trash talks! <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yes, I, uh, I, uh, oh, good Lord, what is with that man's face? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, it's a horror show, isn't it? It is beyond a doubt the most disturbing thing I've ever seen in my life. What is wrong with your face, good sir? He can't. He doesn't talk. It's like that bowl from KFC that was like mashed potatoes and corn and chicken the, all yes, in a with bowl. with the cheese on the top and the gravy. <laughs> I can see the gravy. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. is oh, obscene. I wouldn't talk either if I was him. I would just, just let people soak me in and... <laughs> The abject terror they may fear. Uh, so why did you get arrested? Oh, I'm a drunk. Oh, uh, okay. It happens, you know, from time to time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tell, me, tell me about it. True story. The soothing, malevolous tones of your voice are more than making up for for the veritable pockmarked atmosphere that is Frankie's terrifying, <laughs> terrible face. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, I used to be, I, I used to be a professional actor on the stage. Oh, what happened? Uh, well, as I said before, I'm a terrible drunk. Oh, yeah, that will. And you know, that will work. It's that a sad bad. life. A sad life well, I lead. Like you say, a terrible drunk. So, like getting drunk and running around naked and peeing on stuff, or like no, I mean, I drink entirely and... the wrong things. Things that and are then... dangerous to me. Things that like what. Uh, Bleach. One That's... time, I tried to drink uh, turpentine. Oh, not like, a not yeah, a great solution wish. for yourself. I am. I have never been taught how to properly imbibe drinks, and I think that's my real problem. Dude, and so I I drink things that I think might be good for uh, a party, right? But I just don't know what the right things to drink are. You you know what you should do is look at the label, and if it has a skull and you know crossbones, just don't drink that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was mm-hmm. the party down symbol. Someone told me that that was the party down symbol. That's they, not. They lied to you. God nah, damn it. Jeffrey, if I get out of here, I'm going to take him and smack him across his face. He told me it was the party down symbol. That's I've been looking sp- explicitly for that symbol. Well, now you know. The, the more you know, right? So you try to go after Jeffrey. We're going to try to um, bust out of the cell later today. Yeah, that would be great, because then I could find my way to Jeffrey. Yeah, I mean, last night I got into a... a, a, It was an alchemist lab of all places, and I said, here, here of all places, I shall be able to find uh, that that sweet, sweet nirvana I seek. And uh, (laughs) and no, I I just started drinking chemicals left and right, uh, willy-nilly, and I turned into a gigantic beast creature, I, I I have heard. And smashed, no offense, and smashed a wall, and uh, and uh, that's uh, it's ed- it's ended me up here. So as I said, I am a, I am probably the worst drinker you have ever met. Um, so you you have uh, so you just smash walls uh when you turn into this beast. 
Yeah, it was the damnedest thing. Uh, Do you still have some of this uh, potion left? Well, no. I mean, they confiscated all of the potions. Uh, do you still have some of that in your system? Like, can you turn into the beast and smash walls? Well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it was a really, it was a weird situation. I blacked out for a minute. I, I drank all of these things and I fell unconscious. And next thing you know, when I awoke, I was, I was smashing through all of these, these bottles that were all everywhere. It, it just, it was, it was, a, it was, a, it, was a, it was a total mess. It's just a real messy mess. Hmm. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I can't say that that would ever happen again. I mean, if it did, uh, that would be really, 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 really helpful. You know, just oh, if well. you ever, if you feel weird, uh, and you feel like you're turning, don't resist it. Is what I'm saying. Just, <laughs> just, just give let in to the. Turn. I'm feeling a little. I mean, I'm a little weird right now. I feel a little strange. Okay. Just yeah, you're saying, just, just give, give it. it, it. it. Just, oh, oh. Just give it. Oh. To it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's rolling around on the ground. Oh. <laughs> No, no, ah. it's not. It's not going to happen. I got really excited there for two seconds. Feel like when you were about to turn, you needed to throw up? Because if throwing up is the trigger, then Frankie, just look at Frankie. Frankie will do no, it. No, 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 no. It was very different than that. I actually, hey, Frankie, uh, come here. Stare at this dude. Oh, please, no. Don't. Don't do that. Uh, like I said, I, I, I felt unconscious. I can't say much. Uh, oh, I, I felt unconscious, so- and, and then I woke up, and I was smashing. Should we punch you? Oh, well, I mean, I I wouldn't appreciate being punched. I could just maybe rest here for a little while, and then when they release me, I will go find Jeffrey and, you know, give him a solid thrashing. Ah, we we are going to bust out of here before that, so. Now, if that Rufus gentleman doesn't seem so bad, now don't let that color your impression of prisoners in the Dinderast prison at the time. I mean, sure, we know of four plus uh, old Rufus there that, that weren't really all that bad of people. You know, just uh, in there on poor circumstances. But there were some real dirtbags in there, let me tell you. Uh, and just because they were uh, being held in a, in a somewhat of a corrupt environment in a corrupt city, does not mean that they were not dangerous criminals there. In fact, uh, Lola and Mort would soon find that they were not alone in that sub-dungeon. Uh, both of you roll a wits plus, plus perception. Uh, what's my perception? Two. Uh, one. Uh, okay, so Lola, you notice uh, out of the corner of your eye like a flash of light. And in that cell where you saw that, that, that guy earlier, mm. a few cells down... You see a flash of light kind of around him, mm-hmm. and it kind of envelops the cell that he's in. And then in a, in a split second, he just all of a sudden appears in the cell, one cell closer to you. She squawks loudly and, and kind of presses herself back against the wall. What the hell? What? What's wrong? Who is that? Who's, who's who? Where? Uh, can Mort not see him? If you point him out, he he can see them. And she 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 points a talon hand towards this man. What does he look like? 
Uh, he he looks kind of like a hobo almost, like like real. Oh, we're getting a Jafar in the Cave of Wonders situation here. <laughs> real shot, like real shambly, shoddy clothing, like very like her suit in a way that like no well kept man would be. Uh, but kind of with a regal air about him. Who are you? And all of a sudden, you see a flash, and he pops to the cell next to you, and the shimmer between the bars breaks. She- I say, what on earth? Uh, uh, hey, uh- it's, uh, it is a trick you learn over time. Hello, uh, uh, I'm Jeffrey. Oh, oh, Ooh. you're you're Jeffrey. I am Jeffrey. Now, who are you? You are quite interesting because they seem to be quite taken with you. And I would like to understand who else is down here. You know, it's just a, it's a are, friendly. Are you a necromancer? Just... <laughs> well, I mean, ah, right. why would we, gotcha. why would we be alive down here if we weren't? You can drop the facade with me, sweetheart. It's, it's quite all right. Oh yeah. No problem. I'm not. Excuse me. A necromancer. She kind of nudges Mort with her foot. I didn't do this. You're not a necromancer. No, no. And she kind of reaches up and gets Hank and says, like, okay, buddy. Could you go find something that might help us get out of this bar? He drops to the ground and scurries off. Okay. Uh, And Jeffrey says, you... You really should take up necromancy if you expect to live past the day. Uh, wait, wait, are you offering? I mean, if you're interested to learn, that would be a great time. But that wouldn't be great for me, because if they only have one necromancer, well, my job is pretty secure. If they have two and they like you better, then, well, I might be dead. Uh, this is more... I think he would be far more interesting to you than me. Nice, nice to meet you, Jeffrey. Um, as you can see, uh, I I was obviously raised by necromancy, but but Lola here was was not the one responsible. That is interesting. I mean, you are a bit how how would you say a little bit? I don't know. I mean, there was there was a certain lack of artistry involved in your creation. Hey, but it, how hey, rude! You need to be I am being listen. I'm. I was. I was just going to give him a compliment. By and large, uh, I mean you were exceptionally present, which is strange uh, for a creature of your being. I I have complete free will, um, which is probably not much you can say for your own creations. I would imagine. Oh, absolutely not. That is, that is the uh, the lack of artistry I speak of. I mean, why would you summon anyone that is given free will? Uh, the, the, the necromancer had his reasons. Hmm. We just don't know them. Well, I'm sure he did not live long in that situation. Then. All right. Well, here, here. It it it, it goes to prove that you help us get out. And and you keep your position here. Oh, well, uh, here's another option. 
I do nothing, they determine you are not a necromancer. You are killed. You are brought back. You are killed again. You are brought back. You are killed again. All My right. position is quite secure. We have ways to make them believe that Lola is a necromancer and a damn fine one at that. And if we should so happen to... And uh, which ways would that be? Because I, I don't well, know. Well, we, we will not tell you those, those particular plans. We're not going to tip our hands. But if you don't help us escape, then you may find yourself the one killed and raised. I'm sorry, times. are you threatening to kill me? No, 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 okay. no. Let's, are you threatening to raise me Let's from the dead? Let's take this down from 11 guys. So, I mean, I I gathered from this guy saying preferably, I mean, um, not preferably, but uh, clearly because he said it outright that he, he is tired of you. Indeed, um, I, I believe they're looking for any excuse to get rid of you. Oh, did he say that? Well, I mean, yes, I... Listen, I, I am, I am known, I suppose, among uh, among the the niche community of necromancers, uh, as being a bit of a, I don't know, a diva, perhaps one could say. Oh well, that's uh, and, that. I understand that completely. She says, and kind of grooms at her feathers a little. I, occasionally, I require. Uh, to be released, you know. I need to go out among the people. I need to see the world. I need to force people to drink unquestionable liquids and f- turn them into weird Jekyll and Hyde type creatures. You know, these are the things that that one does on a weekend. Uh, and they don't like this. They don't like the comings and goings from the prison yard. So, uh, you know, they don't particularly take kindly to it. Listen, I was I- just going to offer to spring you from here if you got us out, but I'm 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 rethinking my. Plan oh no, I leave every that. Thursday and I return on Monday sharpish. So, I mean, I'm fine. Well, so until you're voluntarily they- in these cells. Well, not so much voluntarily, but I am serving a sentence for necromancy, uh, probably the remainder of my life, but I get time off for good behavior and it just happens to be Thursday through Monday. Would you perhaps be interested in being free completely of the cells and your service to to this obviously insane king? I've learned quite a bit through the summoning and raising of dead and et cetera, et cetera. But it is getting a little bit boring. So sure, I mean, if if I could go out and raise entire armies of the undead to ravage the lands and pillage at my will, then sure, that would be, she that would be wonderful. Leans- Leans over to Mort and is like, uh, I, uh, I don't think we should free this person. No, I think that's a real bad idea. But but perhaps we could make him think that we will. Yeah, okay. Um, oh boy. Uh, how you doing out there, Hank? Keep searching, buddy. So, so how exactly did did you uh, transport yourself between these cells? Oh, that's nothing really too much of a of a deal. I mean, once you've been here for a significant amount of time, 
they don't tend to put you in the same cell every time. So, I mean, you lay down your, your, a, a recall point in one place, you, you pop over from one to the next, and as long as you're, with, you're within line of sight, it's, it's usually not that big a deal. Uh, Anti-silence is, a, you know, it's kind of a dispel magic type of thing. I mean, I won't, I won't bore you with the details. I'm sure your friend there can inform you about the greater points to, to arcane magics. Uh, I also can, uh, can can create light out of my fingertips, and I think I'm sure it would be quite an exciting uh, experience for you. But I don't think I'll do it today. No need to be snarky. Uh, I mean, I I've seen flaming strippers from from this one here, so a bit of light from your fingers is nothing, really. Well, I mean, maybe maybe uh, you could do me a turn, and I could do you one. Well, what what do you want? I mean, I'm 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 doing all right, actually. It would be fun to watch you die and then bring you back to life and have you killed again. That sounds exceptionally fun. I've never risen a harpy from the dead, and uh, I don't know if it would be different because your brain is so hey, different. Hey. But <laughs> it would be fun to see. Mm-hmm. Mark, Mark, come here. Yes. I don't, I don't think we're gonna get anywhere with this guy, and and, and I'm not letting him out of here. I, I, I mean the the magic field is down. Could could you blast your way through this door now? I mean, I don't really have anything that will do that. Most of my stuff is 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 you know I can I can daze the guy when he comes down again. Um. He might notice that the shielding shielding is down, but um, I, I can make pictures. But I, I mean, my only real at- attack attacks are are that dart that I used on your chains and the ability to daze him. Hank zips back. Hey, buddy! And he comes back in, and he's got. Uh, a little sliver of metal, it like it is like chipped off of a bar somewhere, and he brings it up to you. Uh, she kind of looks at the metal, looks at the lock on the cage, looks at the metal, shrugs, and uh, can I try to pick the lock of the cell? You can absolutely try. Sweet. Um. So would I roll dexterity and thievery? Thievery. Yes. Good. I'm good at that. Uh, okay, so two and three. All right. You just jamming that thing around in the lock Mm -hmm. and uh, it manages to click. And so you you hear a little chunk and uh, the the gate is kind of swinging a little freer now. Uh, I'm going to see, like, listen for a sec to see if anyone's Uh, coming. Jeffrey, like, Immediately, as soon as you do that, he's like, oh, shit, I am not going to be anywhere near you when this happens. Good luck. And he pops back two cages to his own, and uh, boom, the magic field pops back up around his. But it's not up around yours still. Okay. Uh, uh, let's go! Yeah, I push the gate fully open. All right. It opens cleanly. I'm, I'm a bit worried about what Jeffrey said. but <laughs> uh, Yeah, me too, but uh, uh, we got to get out of here. Where are you going? 
Uh, okay, uh, well... Uh, how many exits are there? Is it just the one that... You have the one exit, and then there's... I mean, there's cells to your left that obviously you don't want to go from one cell to another. There's mm-hmm. the main, uh, like, lab room in there. And then there's, you know, just the, the main iron door that the that the guy had come through earlier. We need we need something to protect ourselves, so I'm heading to the lab. Okay. Is there yeah. some kind of armory there as well? Or? No, there's oh, not. No. Uh, and as you go into the lab, the door the door is open and it's not locked in any way, shape, or form. But as you go in, I mean, you're kind of walking past gurneys. You're seeing um, all types of like embalming liquids and uh, <laughs> like there's a table to the back corner that's just full of like beakers and like scalpels and all uh, types of like really creepy bone saw equipment. And is the guy that they wanted Lola to raise in there. Yes, he is. He's laying on one is of the Is he by any chance a skeleton? He is not a skeleton. Damn. I was thinking we could do a little switcheroo and I could lay on there and you could pretend that you raised me up. So Mort and Lola had managed to escape their cell. But at this point it was kind of out of the frying pan and into the fire. Specifically the fire at the base of a burning stake upon which they placed necromancers at the time. Now, to truly escape, they were going to need to get past that guard. But, at this very moment, directly above them, a plan of action was taking place. Hey, Frankie, give this guy a dragon sleeper hole. Oh, you know, I don't. And then over uh, over Frankie's intercom here. Hello? Uh, you guys, uh, wait. Eagle to Clay. Eagle to Clay. Do you read me? What's up, uh, Yanov? Uh, excuse me, no names over the intercom. What's up, please. uh, what's up? Call me Eagle. Eagle. What's up, Eagle? You don't... You don't get to make up your own nicknames. It's not how it works. It's a, call, it's a radio call sign. I absolutely do get to make it up. That's part of that's part of why I invented this thing. Oh, can I can I be the king of hearts? No, you were you were Clay. I made you. I, I called you Clay. What? Okay. What, what? What's my what's my nickname? Not Otter. <laughs> good. Good. <laughs> that works. Guys, have you, have you infiltrated the the base? Of operations. We are in the base of operations. We're in prison. Do you want me to initiate self-destruct mode? What? What is that? Um. It's pretty cut and dry there. There's a whole bunch of stuff inside Frankie that could uh, do some serious damage if I made it uh, blow up, you know? Yeah, let's do that. We should probably do that. We should probably do that now because it's going to be quiet at nighttime, so right, like right, a right. noise would be more noticeable. Oh, this is going to be real loud. Could I have a moment alone with Frankie before we blow him up? Uh, I mean, yes, sure. Ezra walks over to Frankie and kind of brushes his disgusting grease hair back. Ugh. Says, "Listen, Frankie. I know you and I have always haven't always seen eye to eye." I said some real horrible things about you, but I just want you to know, deep, 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 deep down, deep down in in the balls that don't exist for me, <laughs> I hate you. 
I hate you so much, Frankie, and I cannot wait for you to explode. I hate your terrifying face. I hate that you terrified those children and that you're going to have one child with a weird ham face fetish and his poor future ham face wife. I hate you. All right, let's blow him up. <laughs> Um, okay, Is, can I detect magic to see if there's anything in here that might be helpful, like corrosive stuff or explosive stuff, or anything I can mix together to... Absolutely. Okay. I'm rolling Arcana. You are rolling Arcana, and uh, let's call that Wits, because you're okay. trying to do a detecting type thing. Uh, whew, yes, okay, I got two zeros and a nine. And that's it. Uh, you sense an incredible source of arcane power, like the ability to blow holes in this place. But it is uh, it is above you, not within the room with you. She kind of looks up. Is it like in floors above me or? Yeah, it feels like it's like on the floor above you. Okay. Um... Is there anything in here that would work to maybe destroy the stones above me? So um, I, get to it? I mean, the liquids that you're given, no. I mean, okay. it's, I mean, you could splash it around all you want and maybe given 200 years, it may eat away at the rock, but okay. you don't have anything explosive in here with you. Uh, I, I'm going to go back to Jeffrey's cell and says, all right, listen, I know you don't want any part of this, but it'd be real funny to see us get out of here, wouldn't it? I mean, you're saying this as you're kind of walking to the door of uh, uh, of this lab room. Yeah. And as you're approaching the doorway to the lab room, you like all of a sudden the, the iron door in front of you swings open. And this guy that had been in there is walking in with Rufus in his hands. <gasps> uh, Rufus. I cast days on him. <laughs> All right, give me a roll. <laughs> nine, nine, eight. Yeah, he just drops Rufus and like is in a in a daze. Rufus lands on his feet. He's totally cool. He runs right over to Mort. Rufus, Aww. my boy. So I salute Jeffrey uh, very sarcastically. <laughs> We're taking off. All right, so we're going to scoot all the way back to the back of the cell? Uh, yeah, that'd probably be a good idea. Yeah, let's... I guess we should, like, flip over the cot. Is there a cot, or is everyone just sleeping on the ground? Oh, uh, no, there's actually... It's actually not that bad. It's like a, there's a wooden bed frame oh, yeah. uh, that you could, like, kind of stack up if you wanted to. Yeah, and, yeah we got to make some barricades. Yeah. Build yourself a little barricade back there. Uh, What's the actor dude's name? <laughs> Never asked. Never asked. <laughs> I'll, I'll just say, uh, yeah, this dude, Frankie, is going to blow himself up. Uh, what's your name? Oh, my. Uh, my name is Rufus. Oh, Rufus. Well, hello, Rufus. I'm America. So we should probably scoot up to the back of the the cell and, you know, barricade ourselves so we don't get hit by flying pieces of Frankie. I guess so. Now we're all behind the thing. And Hey, hey I don't know why I'm whispering, but uh, we have a friend whose dog's name is Rufus. It's kind of crazy, right? 
Well, I mean, you you have to imagine that at a certain point there would be more than one person in your life named Rufus. <laughs> Giant explosion. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a massive explosion, and uh, it it actually pushes all of you back a little bit. Even even the, the even behind the beds that you've stacked up, they all get kind of pushed back a little bit too. America starts freaking out because there's a piece of Frankie face skin on her fur on her hair get it off Ezra, get it off get it off oh, no Ezra, Ezra's picking it out but dry he's like no I can't this face terrible face even worse in pieces it's that eye hole it's a piece of the eye hole and I'm like is it off of me is it off I feel like it's still on me is it off is it off it's gone. Okay. Even in death, he curses me. <laughs> All right. So uh, the there's a hole, and we there's a hole in the wall. This and the floor. There's not too. only a hole in the wall. There's a hole in the wall and a hole in the ground. Yeah, we got to go down to the sub basement. Oh yeah. Well, this is yes. good. Let's just all jump down. Well. What are you gonna well, do, Rufus? We don't know how deep, deep, deep down it goes. We should probably, we should probably like throw a rock or something first, maybe. That's true. That would be better. Mm. We could throw Rufus. Ah, just uh, no, that's a good plan, Rufus. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want to go down there. Can you do like that's a, right. You have... Can we do like an investigation check, or can I do a perception? Absolutely, perception's fine. Okay, I forgot how to do these rolls, so I just have perception is just perception. Do I just do one? Well, it's perception and wits. Okay, so. Hmm. Do I just roll one or how many do I roll? Three. Three. Well, how, three. What's, what's your perception? I have one and I have two wits, so it's three. Right? There you go. You're rolling three. All right. Here we go. What do we have to get? Eights Eight. or above. Oh, Eight, I got nine, a nine. One you get one success. Yes. All right. So you go over and you start uh, checking out the hole and um, you can actually see down and it's kind of... Uh, Interesting, because below you, you see like some tables. Uh, there's uh, what, what looks like some science uh, equipment that has been uh, hit by falling debris. And it looks like some very expensive equipment's been shattered down there. Uh, looks like some sort of laboratory is be- below you. Okay. Yeah. But is it like jumpable distance? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely jumpable. I don't know that you'll be able to jump right back up. But, I mean, you're talking about 10 feet. Cool. Yeah. I think uh, this looks like where they, I mean, I don't do all that stuff, but if I was trying to torture and do stuff to a person I thought is a necromancer, I guess this would what it would look like. So I think this is where we need to go. Did they ever do torturing in the weird mountains where you were from, up north? I don't want to talk about it. I guess, yeah, I guess now's not really, not really the time we kind of got to skedaddle, huh? We'll, we'll table that conversation. Hey, Rufus, there's some weird drinking liquids down here if you uh, <laughs> want to get weird. Oh, well, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, throw up some bottles, right? So, yeah. Roger that, which is also a name and like a way to say, okay, we're learning all sorts of stuff today. <laughs> um, I don't know if they keep great inventory here, so um, you, we might want to just maybe sh- push a few of these beds back over towards that whole area. They might not even notice when they come through. I could say I had indigestion. I mean, it, it, it happens. Right. Like Rita Hayworth in the Shawshank Redemption. I like the way you're thinking, Stephen King. Did she have indigestion? or? <laughs> yeah, she had a lot of it. That's pretty rough stuff. Yeah. All right. So I guess we go down the hole. 
And just like that, the gang was all back together. And the world was their oyster, and none of them were afflicted with seafood allergies or anything. And so it was kind of a exciting point. Now, of course, it gets much crazier from here on out next next time we talk. Oh, boy, what a doozy we have to tell you then. I may have hinted a little bit before that it gets kind of crazy and that whole town kind of goes to shit real quick. But uh, that, that'll have to do for next time. I mean, of course, presuming there is a next time. I mean, I could always uh, find other work in other places, perhaps more hospitable to a man of my stature. Uh, a stature that is perhaps most known throughout the lands as being one that is not wearing any piece of vegetable or fruit detritus. So, you know, perhaps think about that next time you see me on the streets. You know, come up, have a, have a conversation. Perhaps uh, ask me to dinner or lunch, you know, something uh, to, to pass the time. I mean, we're all just, uh, just people here, right? I mean, different types of people, of course, but we're all on this same spinning bluish-green orb called Yorith. And so, hey, let's uh, make the most of it and let's not be jerk holes throwing fruit at each other. I mean, I'm, I'm not throwing any fruit, but I could, I could buy fruit. I know where the stands are. Don't think I don't know where the market is. And perhaps you've forgotten, but the, there's, there's a whole bunch of used up lemon slices in the back from the zester. And let me tell you, those things start to get funky after a couple of days. I could scoop a few up and put them in a baggie and and I start chucking lemons left and right, you'd better cover your eyes, Jack. But I'm sure it doesn't have to come to that. Anyway, I will see you all out and about in a more professional and courteous, socially acceptable manner. Right? Wonderful. Glad we had this talk. potatoes didn't get enough monstrous action on this episode of brute force well then check out these other geekly ink shows including drunks and dragons casts of thrones cthulhu and friends transformation sequence podcast and you're a wizardary you can also head over to bruteforcepodcast.com to read character journals or follow the party on our map of eorith if you've liked what you've heard so far then please consider donating to our patreon campaign at patreon.com slash bruteforce so that this band of misfits and weirdos can continue to deliver the content that you enjoy. Also, don't forget to make your way over to iTunes to leave us a five-star rating and review. Reviews are like shiny things, and that makes Lola happy. New episodes come out every other Tuesday, so go subscribe, grab your gear, and get ready to go adventuring with Brute Force. Every time I do it, I make a butt plug. Same. Yes, I'm <laughs> a really big ballsack, but a tiny little nub. Yeah, you focus <laughs> on the ballsack, and you don't want to overdo the, the tip because you think it will be monstrous, but then it's never quite what. Uh, no. Uh, uh, See, I'm. Uh, I'm <laughs> I, I vacillate between like a butt plug or then like 
uh, a, like a Star Trek ship, like a Cardassian <laughs> cruiser or something. 